0: Kia ora and welcome to A Kiwi Original. In this series we'll be featuring innovative and inspiring Kiwi businesses across the country starting right here in beautiful Queenstown. So come along with us for the ride as we show you the best of what New Zealand has to offer. Let's go.
1: We have that, everything's tickety-boo here.
0: Really good products, great quality.
2: You guys get fed too well.
1: What a beautiful day, look at those remarkable mountains.
0: So today we went to see Eye in the Sky, which is a company that's developed a camera that goes into to helicopters uh, to ensure that they can determine what happens in case of an accident. Should
1: we board you up? G'day, g'day, up and away we will be five minutes. Hi, I'm Louisa Patterson. The Eye in the Sky is a New Zealand made device. It's an affordable cockpit video, audio and data recorder. There's one right there. So I started over the top, the helicopter company, in the um, 80s. So we've got a golf course that we built on a mountain over on that hill over there. Uh, that's a New Zealand made golf course too, uh, it's not a product. So it's a uh, tourism company aimed at taking people to places normally inaccessible to the common walking man to walk on glaciers and rainforests and alpine lakes and to be able to experience all of those remote areas. In the summer, pre-COVID, we had like six choppers going all day, every day. Our uh, Nile post-COVID, most of our market is from North America, Northern Hemisphere. So we've adapted to the local market, only operating half the fleet.
0: COVID. Is there anything you've learned or any takeaways from that?
1: I think I think the main thing is just to, you know, obviously you've got to adapt to the local market. We've got a small high country station over the back here. So we're bringing that into the mix with some barbecues and events that are closer by and more affordable. In 2015, my 18-year-old son was about to go to Sydney University and I'd gifted him a couple of flights in a helicopter that we used to own. And he and one of my senior instructors were over the other side of the lake on a perfectly calm day like this. And they never came home and we found the aircraft had broken up in flight. Um, And the debris of the aircraft was spread across the valley floor. The accident report, which took some years to, to come out, It said that the um, aircraft had broken up in flight from an unknown cause. Further investigation showed us that this was happening all around the world. That this particular aircraft um, was prone to these unexplained in-flight breakups. In the accident report, it also said that should the aircraft have been fitted with a cockpit video recorder, they would have been able to establish the sequence that led up to the in-flight breakup and the reason that happened. Post-accident, it became quite apparent to me, having had 35, 40 years experience in aviation, that had there been some sort of cockpit video recorder in there, then we would have been able to establish the reasons as to how and why and when this happened. So we started developing a affordable cockpit video recorder. Light aircraft traditionally don't have them. Helicopters don't have them, and, and in fact, they're not even required to have them unless you get over more than 10 passengers. What you need to be able to see is have a camera. And you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. You know, you could say you could put a GoPro in, but it needed to meet the strict requirements of being an aviation-approved device. They really should mandate them in all aircraft, and there's been a few reports of late to say that all aircraft should be fitted with these. This thing here, the eye in the sky, with it's a 160-degree camera. Three audio channels, so it can hear the pilot talking to ATC, it can hear the passengers. Looking okay, for another aircraft out there. also picks up what the pilot's doing uh, with its controls, um, any human nuances in a cockpit, he said, she said, you know. We started off uh, with an American company that was using a Chinese manufacturing company and that became problematic with regard to all the different avenues we were going to. So we put out uh, expressions of interest to a couple of New Zealand companies and we found one right here in New Zealand, in Dunedin. Really, I think New Zealand made products are well-respected worldwide. We have all the abilities in New Zealand and we have the technology. Once I found out that it was able to be done here, I was was thrilled. It's like New Zealand made. Um, Overseas, it's well-recognized. It's considered to be quality. All the proceeds from the sales of the Eye in the Sky go into a foundation that I have uh, formed in memory of my son. And that is for youth between the age of 17 and 25 to reach their full potential, whether that be by education, getting involved in conservation endeavours, or by opening doors and opportunities for them. Maybe one day they'll, they'll come up with a, um, or a better design with certain types of helicopter rotor heads, I don't know.
0: I'd say the best part of Queenstown is the remarkable scenery. Uh, We took a trip up in the helicopter today and we got a great view of the scenery uh, across this beautiful uh, Otago region. Yeah, So we went into Bonds today and visited the managing director Oscar Rodwell. He basically walked us through that the company's expansion into China, how they've diversified over the past year. They started out as a clothing store and they've had to diversify because of COVID.
3: My name's Oscar. Um, I'm the managing director at Bonds Group New Zealand. We've been manufacturing in New Zealand uh, for almost 50 years and we specialise in luxury products and using luxury local materials. Handknits are something we've done at Bonds for almost 35 years, they were what the business was founded on. And we've got 50 knitters throughout the country. They work from home uh, as contractors for us and we send them wool packs and with a graph and they, um, and they make these and it takes maybe four to six weeks. And you know, they're a labor of love. Our key values are a commitment to quality and uh, sustainability. We really want to try and show the world that, n- that New Zealand can compete uh, in, in, the, in the luxury space. A large portion of our sales now are online sales into China. We previously used only WeChat. We would acquire WeChat customers when they would come into our retail shops, we'd convert them and then we'd create the long-tail customer experience by continued communication and updating them with the product and brand. Post-Covid, when our customers disappeared, um, we lost 95% of our turnover uh, overnight. We were forced into change. We created uh, ranges more suitable to a domestic market because we weren't getting uh, internationals and uh, we went into furniture production and more homewares and then of course we drove our business online. We really harnessed WeChat. We did things like customer styling meetings where uh, our staff would meet with them on WeChat at a designated time and go through um, what the customer wanted and we do a lot of that still now, not just China, but to the rest of the world. Social media celebrity Patrick. Is he? He is in China on, on Redbook. Is he? No, on, on Redbook, they uh, we sort of had a, a marketing campaign around around Patrick the Possum on, on Redbook pre, pre-COVID, yeah. and they used to uh, come and take photos with him in the end we are proud to be New Zealand. We believe that New Zealand has a degree or an element of um, luxury or is revered as a a country that produces luxury products. We just want to continue supporting Kiwi jobs and Kiwi suppliers and we'd lose our soul if we moved
0: overseas. So the company uh, was very nimble in their operations. They slimmed down a bit uh, and focused on some new channels, including furniture. A great showcase of of them and what they did to stay alive during pretty testing times.
2: My name's Pete McAnally and our business is Organic Magic. Organic Magic is a fish-based plant food. It started over 20 years ago by my brother-in-law. Three years ago, he retired. So uh, myself and a mate um, bought the business. So the whole processing plant is um, in Dunedin. My brother-in-law used to own a fish processing factory, and then they felt that the fish byproduct just going to the tip wasn't a great thing. So they bought the land beside them and built the uh, built the factory there, and spent ten years trying to get the process. We think we're unique that nobody else is using what's called an anaerobic digester. That's in a tank and basically bugs are in there and no oxygen. During that, there's um, methane is given off because there's actually live organisms in there and we capture that methane and then use it in the process for heating the water that heats the whole tank. So once it's up and running, we can switch off the LPG and it's self-sustaining. Basically, I go down there and fill the van with 20 litre drums and bring them back home and uh, decant them down into smaller sizes. I think as a Kiwi, like back in the day when we were all swimming in the rivers, we all should be knowing about um, nitrate runoff. Our product just doesn't do that type of thing. That's one of the ones we'd like to have farmers using it to part of that process, regenerative farming. When COVID first hit, there was evidently a really big hit on all the veggies and people growing it themselves at home in their own gardens. And I found the Buy NZ made while I was spending too much time on the computer during COVID times and uh, yeah, we definitely noticed uh, an uptake in that Buy NZ from um, people sitting at home. My brother-in-law is now in his mid-70s and I promised to him that we would um, make it happen and and get it out there because it's an amazing product and we'd like to see everybody using it.
0: So we end up featuring three really interesting businesses in this region. I think that the most inspiring thing is how they got through the COVID-19 situation in the past year. And that that will be the big takeaway for Buy New Zealand Made. Now we're on our way to Timaru, Ashburton, and Christchurch with a stop off in beautiful Tekapo.